reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. she comes. Please come and stand with me here. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, testimony. Um, Cynthia now, me free Shabak zone. Me pastor ni Pastor Peter. Now, me, me testimony no, is about the rep your career. Now, before the rep your career, no, na, me near Jume Biamia. But now, me kuno was shop. Now, me, me, Debia, me bomb, me bomb pie, I me die as soon as I say, me shop no, but me ni wukwain, or the store na high. And I was nipa no high shop no for two years. And I or yeah, Jumansu was shop no. I feel two years no. I soon I feel a car or no, or no super soft no. But a Juma or it's almost 20 million into our penisica and sana with the store no. Debia or by or by catch himself or by the store no. Now, Miss you na. Uh, after the um, re, uh, be, uh, I, after the rep your career, me wo fi ana nipa no ba ese. Sister, me peka ana ma parking yama nefi store no. Na mi si o na obi a o unsanga o si kanu. Na o parking yama o si me 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 ba be parking me yama. Inti wo ya mi de na mi si o ke na me frame mi kuno. Na si kanu. Ah, yeah, the baby is coming draws. Timmy and Casamini, and it has all been said, Mikuran Casabania Saskano. A mammy, my friend, I know she will mean bra. Now, me beg you, she can, now me farm, and she added cheer. But Saturday, and the pan were parking in the Amano or call. I did cheer, and I'm a coji, she can, now me the brain. No, the stalky, no, a mammy. It's a Siciano. Me da radia si se wama me da esun a abem efa rapper career. You see ah me kuro ankasa washa me bossi ordinama ebe ba be gusto num amama tom. Iti me jina ha me da radia si pa se ama rapper career Sunday eba. Iti me shemun crying so se se yaya bibia ubi ya fani hu ishemu na. Ebe Buam, Ida Mwasi. Enkwansa, Mimi Sao, 
Sir, Christiana, no, I'm on page nine. I'm on J white envelope. So, I'm on your jumana. How can you be? Me pasho, ena me can be. But um, aya wa wansu se for for form na me jie no. Me feel form no so trader. Me feel me draw form no so trader. Eh, me draw trader. Put your hands together for the Lord and put your hands for our sister Cynthia Fachobe Timiatinase. So all she's saying is that last month, Bethesda Sunday, we had rep your career and people who did not have any job, they came in front, I gave them white envelopes. Inside the envelope was written, congratulations, you have been successful. And we registered people in the church and when she was writing down her career she wrote trader meanwhile she didn't have a job she needed a shop to trade in but her husband has a shop and someone else was in a shop for that person to move they needed to pay the person about 2000 ghana cities which was not available but after the rep your career the person in the shop just volunteered to walk out and the beautiful thing is that suddenly her husband had the money to give to the person. This coming Bethesda Sunday, as you wrap your colors, something is about to happen to your life. Put your hands together for the Lord as we receive the ministration of our sister Marirami.
pray. Father, we ask you to speak to us today. We are grateful for the privilege of access, the privilege of being in your presence. Touch our lives. Bless us greatly. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. You may please be seated. The life I now live. The life I now live. Galatians chapter 2. It's a blessing and truly a blessing for us to gather this morning in God's presence. And the blessing gets even greater when we have the privilege to receive the light of his word. And I believe that that light will shine brightly on your path in Jesus' name. Paul speaking said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There's so much to learn in this one verse. But I've selected a piece of the scripture as a title for a very important message I believe God wants to send across to us as believers. One of the tragedies you can experience in anything you are doing is to do it without knowledge. You can do something without the knowledge of what you are doing. So those who know and do what they do with knowledge always shine, always become great. You can be a driver and not know the first thing about road signs. I've watched certain skits on, the t- on, on, on television Drivers being questioned about road signs, and you will not believe it. You will not believe it. I don't even want to start to shock you. You can be a singer and not have adequate knowledge about singing. And it shows up once a while. It shows up once a while. One of the most 
ignorant people you will find on the face of this earth are professionals. So-called professionals. They are very dangerous people. And I pray that you don't fall into the hands of a professional because a person becomes a professional by having a certain type of education. So if he's an engineer, he goes to an engineering school, university, for some years, I think four years or so, and by having that four or so years of education, the person becomes an engineer. If he's a doctor, he must have spent over six years in the medical school, and when he's out, he's, an, he's, a, he's a medical doctor. If he's an architect, he spent some six years, I think, or so, and he comes out as an architect. Now, that is a very, very dangerous thing because finishing six years of medical school only gives you the chance to begin your medical career. It is the beginning of your medical career. Spending four years in the school of engineering and coming out begins your career. Now, the beginning of that career is marked by an acquisition of knowledge. So when the person finishes that formal education and goes about and rightfully so presenting himself as a professional and does not begin the true life of acquiring knowledge the person becomes a danger to himself and to those who associate with him or her so there are very dangerous doctors in town very dangerous doctors who have been to medical school finished medical school but were not told when they were being inducted that that actually is the beginning of their acquisition of knowledge so they devastate many lives some get jailed in the end and on and on and on ladies and gentlemen knowledge is very important when you say you are something, what validates your claim is your knowledge about what you are doing. And most of the time, that knowledge does not come from your formal training as a doctor, as an engineer, as whatever. So those who finish school and personally study personally read, go into journals, books, they stand out. They stand out. And this morning, I know you are a Christian, but if there is any time you need knowledge, this is the time. Otherwise, you will go about Claiming to be something you are really at the core 
not what you are claiming to be. This life we are living is different from the life you lived before. There is a before and after. And Paul said, I am, am now, I, Paul, am presently, even though I live, I am crucified with Christ. And the life which I now, this is Paul's word, he used the word now, now, now. There are many Christians who are not able to distinguish between the now life and the then life. Now, most of such people have not had that experience that marked the end of that life. As I said last week, stopping smoking and attending church does not make you a believer. Breaking up with your boyfriend and starting to attend church does not mean you are born again. Does not mean you are born again. Stopping a life of sin and coming to church, starting to attend church, having the pastor's phone number, joining a choir, does not mean you are born again. You don't start your Christian life by starting to attend church. That is not when your Christian life starts. The first Sunday you started attending church after 20 years of not going to church. That Sunday marks your church attending life. But certainly not your spiritual conversion as a born again Christian. Stopping sinning and starting to attend church does not mean you are born again. And that explains the, the, the poverty of power we are experiencing in the church. The death of power to live as Christians. Your Christian life starts the day John 1.12 starts. You receive him. You receive him. You receive him. You receive him. Not you 
receive the pastor's phone number or you receive the church you receive him into your heart then he gives you the power without this power you are only a church goer without this power you cannot overpower sin you don't overcome sin by determination using a strong willpower you don't use that to break up with your boyfriend you can use your willpower to stop sinning maximum for 24 hours maximum 24 hours but there are some who have stopped sinning I know a pastor in this church it must be about 25 years he was a, he was a die hard drunkard drinking the hardest of liquor for the past 25 years he's not touched alcohol now that's power there's a brother who came to church a watch night service he was on drugs cocaine he, he works in the security services was a cocaine addict a grown-up man with a wife and children grown up he stood here to tell his story he's around he's a shepherd in this church yeah. cocaine he came for a watch night service he was in a hurry to just go to the to some joint to his friends to do some drugs but when he got to the gate he heard me shouting give your life to jesus he froze and he returned to give his life to Christ. The first night. It's about five years ago. From that night, he's not touched drugs again. When he went home, it was a marital problem. And sort of almost like a secret or because the wife didn't know how to deal with the problem. When he went home and told his wife that he has received Christ, the wife just rubbish. It is a nonsense. But as the days rolled by, I'm talking about power. She noticed that this man who used to go out, talk to friends, was always at home. Church, home. He will come home high, wearing his security things, but high. He noticed that the man had changed. Today, the wife has joined the husband in the church. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you don't become a Christian 
unless you can't become a Christian, unless you have received him and he has given you the spirit, which is the power. He said, it's not by might. It's not by power, but by my spirit. That is why many people are unable to live the Christian life. If you are a pastor for just a year, you will discover that the members of your church are like products coming out of a factory. Constantly producing Christians. But they don't stay in the church. The chair you are sitting on this morning, I can give you, show you a picture six years ago. There was somebody sitting on that chair. Today, that person is not around. Few of us in this room have been around from the day you experienced Christ and experienced church. Some of us in this room here today, I give you two years. Maximum, because you can act for a maximum of two years. You can act and put up a show. After two years, you fall off. Yes. Even shepherds who don't have the power will fall off. That is the reason why last week I took you to a very important scripture. Romans chapter 8. Very, very important for you as a Christian to understand that God needs you to be constantly connected to his spirit. So, we learned last week that this life we now live is supposed to be a spiritual life. Spiritual. Spirit life. But it's not good English to say spirit life. In fact, there's a television program. One, one pastor of a very huge church in America has a program on television. The spirit life, actually. Spirit life. But the right way to put it is spiritual. So that word takes away a certain, you know, impact. Because I wish we could say spirit life. Yes, your spirit life. But when we say spiritual, it changes into a, something else. You must have your, your life as a Christian must be a spirit life. The first thing you need to know about your life, why you must live a spirit life, is that even your knowledge and conviction that you are a Christian 
is by the Spirit of God. So in Romans chapter 8, verse 16, 16, the Bible says the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. That is how you know you are a child of God. Not because you came to church. Not because you have a Bible. Even not because you prayed in tongues. Never ever. Fetish priests speak tongues. The only evidence that will pass the test of time is the evidence that is unseen by man. But it is a knowing in your spirit, in your spirit, that you are a child of God. And many of us in this room lack that evidence. How do I know it? Because of the fluidity the ease with which you can sin the things you can do and joyfully wear your Sunday clothes to come to church tells me that there is no witness in your spirit that you are a child of God I'm talking about the spirit life. You may see me reading books, Bibles. You may see me with Bibles, praying in tongues, dancing, singing. None of these things, none of them comes close to the knowledge in your heart. Those who have that conviction in their hearts that they are Christians, their lives are different. That I am a child of God. I cannot talk like this. I am a child of God. I cannot do this. No, I cannot. Even when you mistakenly slip and fall, the conviction, the power of the conviction in your heart, like what David had when he used a knife to cut the hem of Saul's robe. Not when he fornicated. Not when he watched pornography. He just cut the hem of Saul's robe. To show him that he had the chance to kill him. But he did not kill him. When he cut it, the Bible says his heart. That is his spirit. Smote him. We have few of such Christians today. Whose hearts smite them. Few. You can stay away 
stay at home when we are having a church service. You are a part of this family and your heart doesn't smite you. There's, there, there's nothing that shows. I'm, I'm saying that, you see, two weeks ago, or I was saying two weeks ago, I told you, and I'm going to come to that verse, but I just use it to tell you that some of us in church will end up exactly where unbelievers end up. Yes. Because where you end up is determined by the life you live. Yeah. It's not by where you are sitting. It's a life. The life you live determines where you end. So if you are here and you are living like an unbeliever, you end up where unbelievers are. That's why Paul was confident when he told the church in Rome, Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation. You have now passed from condemnation to life for those who are in Christ. But not just anybody in Christ. But those who walk not after the flesh. But after the spirit. And I'll come there. But, but, but just to say to you that there is a condemnation awaiting some people who are in Christ. You are in Christ. But you will end up where unbelievers end up. Because you were not careful to allow the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. You have been in a room. A man who is not married to you has done anything doable with your body. And pushed some 120 Ghana cities into your hands. You have used that money to buy a wig and a blouse to come to church because the power that convicts that is what he says that those who received him he gave them power to become to become a child of God you need power that convicts you not power to preach no no no, no, no. It's, not, it's not power to preach or power to cast out devils or it's essentially it is power for your life and the first thing that power does is to minister a conviction to you that you are a child of god you can't do that with that girl you are a child of god no matter how you feel you are a child of god and few christians is it possible that we are Christians in the church. And when we check our tithe record, only 30% of us pay tithes. You work with God. We have done series after series. Books have been written on the tithe. Teachings. But there's nothing. There's nothing that hits you inside of you when you spend money which belongs to God. Because essentially, your nerves are dead. The nerves that make you feel heat and pain and pressure. Obviously, if you lack the nerves that make you feel pain and pressure, 
then it is those same nerves that will also guide you. So your inability to feel sin translates into an inability to, number two, what I'm doing today, to be led by the Spirit of God. Yes, the life you now live, number two, is a life, a life which is lived by the leadings of God. You are led. I feel something inside of me. Hmm. That's what we are looking at today. The first is that the spirit, why you must lead a spirit life is that the spirit is the one who constantly tells you, you are born again. You can't sit there. You can't sit there in that environment, listen to that music, listen to profane chats and all that. No, you are a child of God. You can't watch what you are watching on your phone. You cannot listen to what you are listening to on your phone. You are a child of God. If you lack it, you are an animal. If you lack that convicting power, you and the dog in your house are the same. Obviously, the difference is that one, one walks on force. But even there, sometimes you will walk on force. Number two. Why you must have a spirit life is that the spirit of God leads. I love it. Ephesians 4, 13. Beautiful scripture here. And I'm ending now. So we all come. Paul talking about why we have pastors and prophets and teachers and apostles in the church. They are ministry to us and how we benefit from it, how we must receive them and so on uh, to, to even help us to do the work of the ministry and so on. Then he, he, he goes on in verse 13. He says, watch it. He says, until, 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 till, till, till we all, all not pastors or shepherds, all, goodness gracious, come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Until, that's why pastors are given to us. To bring us all to believe until we all believe the same thing. Until we all believe that sin is wrong. That you can't speak that way. That, 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 that you can't live that way. So we all believe that a Christian pays tithes. So we all believe. So we all believe that it is not right for you to live in Christ and live after your own pleasures. Or live for yourself. So we all believe the same thing. Pastors will continue working. And we have come to the knowledge, once again, the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man complete man. A man whose nerves are working. A man whose spirit is alive. Until that time, you will need teachers. You will need pastors. This morning, I'm teaching you and hoping that the deadness of your nerves will come alive again. Verse 14. I'm talking about the spirit of God. One of the works it does is that he leads. 
that we henceforth, henceforth, be no more children. And Paul will say later, I mean, somewhere else that for such were some of you children. I'm talking about the spirit of God. It's role as one who leads you. And I'm trying by this verse to show you how we were before. How we were before. We were children. Tossed about. To and fro. And carried about. With every wind. That is our movements were determined by winds. Popular opinions. We are all going here. This is how we were. Meaning, this is not how you are supposed to be now. Right now, something else must account for your movements. But before you came to Christ, your movements were determined. Look at it now. Winds of doctrine. Everybody says this, so let's all go. And by the slight of men. That's a very interesting word actually, that word, slight of men. And many of us were subject to the slight of men. It, the word slight means deceptions. But it's not, you see, it's not just deceptions as in somebody being deceived. But you see, the, the, the sorry, sorry for, you know, taking you into a little Greek teaching. But, but, but the Greek word that is translated slight is kubos. Kubos. Which is cube. Yes. And that is what was used in gambling. Cubes. So you just six miludu. Four. Four means this direction. Three. It means here. So before, before, you were just moving by chance happenings or just like, 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 just, just, just luck. Six miludu. The slight of men. That is happenings. Happenstances. The real word is by serendipity. Chance. Chances. You were a person given to chance lives. Chance. So, if by chance you meet a man who is tall and has a BMW, your chance has come. <laughs> chance. That's a slide. Kubos. 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 Gambling cubes. Four. Marry him. Even some of you still. You've got a ludu uh, dice by your bedside. On Sunday morning, you just throw it. 
If it is six, it means you are coming to church. <laughs> you just wake up, you just take four. Chance. You go to town and you just by chance meet somebody. Yes. <laughs> Such as were some of you. He said that we henceforth be no more people whose lives are guided by winds and cubes. Because this life we now live is not a life we live by chance. It's like, it's like when a beautiful girl stands in front of you, it means that's the one you must marry. Or a girl who gives you a feeling in your waist. Because most men, their brain is in the pelvis. Yes. The, the head itself is empty. Yes. We call it pneumocephalus. Air in the brain. The brain tissue, the cerebrum, is in the, is in the pelvis. So where it leads, yeah. if I see you and there's no feeling, you are out. If I see, so many men have married witches, witches. My dear friend, this life now, we are not guided by cubos. We are not guided by the slights of men whereby they lie in a way to deceive you. No. Something higher than chance. Hey, if it is chance, then, then some of us don't need to be here because, you see, some of us have had to deliberately walk away from certain things. Yes. That if you would have, if you had experienced it, you'd have said it's a testimony. Yes. Deliberately decided, No. I am not going to live in America. I will live in Ghana. Why? Because Romans 8, 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons. That is why it is very dangerous as a Christian not to be convicted by the Spirit. Like your husband said something and the answer you, you gave him, you just spoke. And when you, after 20 minutes, you realize that no, how you spoke to him was wrong. I received a text like that from my wife two days ago. Yes, not from speaking, but from something else. I was surprised. I was in my office and I received a text from her. I thought she was just checking on me. She said, no, I'm very sorry for what happened in the morning. Two days ago, Friday. I'm sorry for, I was surprised. I was, I was not expecting an apology. Because obviously, as she drove her car to the office, having sensi- sensitive nerves, she felt in her spirit that, no, what had happened two hours earlier What's wrong? So she sent a text to say sorry. When was the last time you said sorry to your husband? No, I'm talking. I'm saying. I'm saying this to come to a point. I, I've ended the message. We've ended it. That it is very important. You see, because you see, that spirit 
that tells you you are wrong. That convicts you when you don't pay your tithes. When you are at home and not in church, it rebukes you. If you shut it down, it is that same spirit who is also going to lead you. So if you cannot benefit from his corrections and convictions, you will in the same way not benefit from its leading. And all you'll be left to is its what? Cubos. That's all you'll be left with. Few of us can say that the Spirit of God led me. That I met this man. I fell in love with him. I was going to marry him. But while in prayer, the spirit of the Lord, always, the true sons of God are not led by cubes. They are led by the spirit of God. Go here. Don't do this. Don't say that. No. Stop it. Stay in that job. Leave that job now. Leave it. <laughs> Leave it. Apply for a new job. No. Rather, what guides us is salary. The spirit life, this life we now live, if you cannot talk about the spirit of God leading you, this book, The Art of Hearing, let me have it. The Art of Hearing. Right, right yes, yeah, right there in front of you, blue. Blue. Obviously, he has not read it, so he doesn't even know the color of the book. It's not a joke. Many of us are just being headed, headed to our destruction. Yes. By winds of doctrine and opinions. When you are going to vote, the presidential candidate who is more handsome, the one you vote for, or what your friends say, but you yourself lack a personal conviction. Personal conviction about God, about things. Personally. And, 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 and I'm going to come to that maybe next week or two. Because from here, I'm moving to habits. Yes. yes. And, 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 and one of the habits is the habit of obeying the word of God. You see, the word of God is spirit. So those who eventually get to hear God, Get to be led by the Spirit of God are those who are giving to the Word of God. Who have their quiet time that who obey the Word of God. And even the Word of God, you will find that in the same Word of God are three different opinions about the same thing. Which one do I choose now? The Spirit of God will throw light on it for you. You cannot be like a goat. Guided by grass. Pastors, today, a lot of pastors have to marry a fair colored woman. You see them in the front. 
Even those who are not fair, bleach themselves. Even in this church, there are women who have bleached themselves. When you pass by them, they smell like fish. Fish. Canal! Canal! You can sit in, in, in a party. Unbeliever music is being played. And no voice kicks you. You don't get a kick. Wow! The life. <laughs> the life I now live. This life. I'm, I'm sorry we didn't teach you these things earlier. You are lost. You are totally lost. Your doom is just in the bend. If you don't hearken to the voice that speaks to you now. This voice you are hearing is the voice of the spirit. Yes. This voice. Wake up and allow the spirit of God to take over your life. This life we now live is not lived by winds of doctrines and opinions of men and the cues which are thrown at us. This life we now live is lived by a voice called the voice of the spirit of God. That voice. This now. And when that voice guides you, you will surely become abnormal among your friends. When that voice guides you, there is no way you will be like them. They will laugh at you. They will sneer at you. They will mock you. They will cast you out from them. But you give them a few years. When they return, they will realize that that spirit lifted you up and placed you where no man by university education. Yes. Because this world, this world, is full of mirages, deceptions. Deception. Even rice, now there's plastic rice. You take $120,000. You are a businessman, Christian. You just, you just allow radio news to guide you to invest $120,000. There's a word which just came to my head, but I just realized we are in church. I've seen a cross. I can't use, I can't use such a word in the church. Radio news, newspapers, guide the believer. The world we are in, plastic. Plastic. I saw, even you know, many of you have seen it. Somebody from London, you went to buy fish. You realized that it was plastic. Fish. Fish. Yes. I, I, you look for it. It's somewhere in the, in the media. Nothing is real. The girl you are seeing is not real. As she stands in front of you, sheepishly smiling and sheepishly gesticulating as if she is humble. 
if you don't allow the spirit of God to lead you, you are going to marry something that will shock you and shake you. You are not going to be led by the spirit. You are going to be led by what you see. So the bigger the breast, the more appropriate she is. You will discover one morning that you married a witch. I have been in the consulting room myself. Me. A woman came to me. She sat down. She was wearing that glass. Beautiful woman. Sat in front of me. I said, she's coming to uh, perform a scan of her eyes. When she removed it, black eyes, black, beautiful. So the, not everybody wearing dark glasses is looking, don't, uh, is, 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 is uh, showing the eyes from the sun. Some of them are covering things. Me, me, me. Said, ah, what happened to you? Said, my husband. My husband. She saw the man. And that man is one of the boxers in this country. I'm not joking. As she was outside the place, her Cayenne, Porsche, Porsche, Porsche Cayenne was parked outside. She saw a man who was wealthy, but she didn't know she had met a boxer. Not just in the ring, but at, also at home. What leads you? Money? Handsomeness? Beauty? I'm asking, I said, what leads you in this? What leads you? But as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Spirit of God. I pray that you will not be surrounded by plastic. Yeah. Let something bigger than your eyes help you to choose. Choose which country to stay in. People have committed suicide by going to America. Let something bigger than your intelligence. That's why the Bible says, don't lean on your understanding. Don't lean. Even if you had 90% in school, it means you are 10% wrong. And most of us finish with 50%. Even professional. I finished medical school. I didn't get 70%. No, 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 no. 70% is for, I think, I wasn't in that class. 55, 55, 56. 60 rare, 55. So even as a medical doctor, I know half. Yes. For every 10 patients I treat, I may kill 10. (laughs) Yes, I'm telling you. Why do you think people engineer supervised structures which collapse? Our understanding is limited. That is why Paul writing to the church in Thessalonica. He said something that is beautiful and I want to end with it. It's not part of what I was going to share with you but let me just tell you. First Thessalonians 5 verse 21. He said, 
prove all things. Oh! Prove the chair. Prove the car. Prove the man. Prove the business. Prove that contract. Prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. Because most things are not real. So if you are not able, if you don't have the ability to test things, you will be surprised that your choices will be plastic choices. That's why I said prove all things. And when you finish proving, you find that some things are real. Hold fast means that hold it tight. Because real things are not many. Real men to marry. There are not many in town. Real women to marry. Are not many. Real jobs that change your life. That's what some of us here. You, you, you are prepared to give your life's energy and life's life to your secular work and not lift a finger in the house of God to do it because the place which gives you dollars is what is more important to you because you are not guided by spiritual things. You are guided by money like Gehazi. You only end up with leprosy. Prove all things. That is why we must be led by the Spirit. The Spirit leads you, guides you, shows you where to go, what not to do. Do it this way. Prove all things. That's one of the reasons why we come to church. That's once a while you may get the pastor to give you an opportunity to do something that will bring a blessing to your life. Throughout the week, I've been having a feeling to lead this church, to sow seeds into the, some cathedrals I'm building. Yes. It's not okay to me before. I've been building for years. I've never come to announce it to you. But I just felt, that, no, let them join you properly. They give offerings, but let them take an envelope and sow a seed. That seed may be that source of a supernatural blessing for your life. But of course, some of you here will just, well, you get them, just crumple it and eat it. Because you, you, you are a cow. As many as are led by the spirits. I would say, if you observe the winds of doctrine, you will not sow. You will not plant your life in the right places. I think I've said enough. I meant to, pray, to preach for 10 minutes. But I pray that God, next week we are going into the next level, walking in the spirit. The steps you take in the spirit. Rise to your feet and let's close. Close your eyes, please. Close your eyes, please. Every eye closed. There's a brother here, there's a sister here, who is not born again. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ today. Want to be born again. See, this is what is going to now begin your spiritual experience. Not by the church you attended, but, but by a decision you took to give your life to Christ. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here today and you are not born again, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. 
I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Every eye closed. If you are here like that, just lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now as we close. Yes, you want to be born again. You want to give your life to Christ. Lift your hand high above your head. I'll pray for you. I see your hand. That's a decision. I even like the way somebody has lifted the hand straight up into heaven. As if to say, no more. No more. I'm now, I've got my mind made up. I won't turn back. You are here, you are not born again. You are just a church goer. You attend church, you come around. Today, I'm giving you the proper gates to use to enter the kingdom. You want to give your life to Christ? Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. If your hand is up, keep it up. Use your left hand to take your bag or your handbag or your Bible and come to me here. Come. Take your Bible, your book and come to me here. Come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Put your Bibles down here on the, on the step here and lift your two hands and pray after me. Say, Heavenly Father, today I've heard your word. I've repented. I'm running to the cross where the blood of your son Jesus Christ flows. The blood that washes my sins. Say, I've gone far from you. I'm dirty. Please wash me. Please forgive me. Please have mercy on me. I'm starting this new life. I hope not to go back. Give me power to become your child. Thank you for my salvation. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.